it's a challenge in the way that like you just want to do your very best like every minute of every day and i thrive in that environment so um yeah i think it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know hand in hand so yeah i think it, I think it works well <laughs> yeah to everyone listening we're doing hand signals today when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Art of Costume. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm Special Detective Spencer Williams. Oh, hello, Detective Williams. How <laughs> How is your day? Oh, so good. I, you know, I'm a special kind of detective. I could tell when you're lying oh. or something like that. Oh, yeah. bust some criminals. And so far, you haven't told a lie. No, I haven't. I really haven't said anything. Um... <laughs> Exactly. Um, I'm good. So I have something to admit. Um, and I feel like this is a safe space, but uh, I've become a dad in a sense that I recently saw Oppenheimer. Loved oh, it. okay. Yes. And I've now gone down this really deep dive of World War II <laughs> history. World War II history. Yes. And strategy and the Pacific theater and I've been like laying in bed for days now, just watching documentary on documentary. <laughs> just like full dad mode. Do you want to know? And now I'm playing civilization. <laughs> Sad part of that. You're like describing my childhood. <laughs> right. That's what my friend said. Actually, he was like, okay, so everyone had this phase already. You're just a late bloomer, but you just went straight to the grandpa phase. <laughs> just that all of 28 years old. <laughs> you absolutely, you absolutely did. I, I've like, I really want to see it and I really want to see it in theaters, but it's so long. Oh man. So but it long. goes, it goes by, it doesn't feel like the full three, especially if you see an IMAX. It's just like, oof. Everyone who I talked to who saw it in IMAX said they were sweating by the end of it. And I'm like, what yeah. is this movie that makes you sweat in the theater? What is that? That's not normal. <laughs> it's so good. You got to see it. Okay. Um, but yeah, just total dad vibes. Good. It's just like I'm watching documentaries on documentaries. I love that for Reading you. about, you know, strategy and whatnot i guess this knowledge is a little too late but uh so yeah th that's what i've been up to what about I you i will say i know way more about like the war in like the part of the war that was in europe than in like the uh than in the pacific so you mm -hmm. might know some stuff i don't yeah well i actually have learned quite a bit this week but uh anyways <laughs> enough about war what are you up to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not up to too much. I'm making this wall you see behind me. Um, All right. Yeah. Describe it to the audience yeah. for those who can't see it, which so is everyone. So I built some shelves. Um, we had this wood laying around and I got my dad to teach me how to use a table saw. 
So now I can oh. use a table saw. And I that's just very feel like exciting. that is a power that we should not have unlocked for Elizabeth. <laughs> I have been thinking about what else to do with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. And then I went to the Goodwill and I got some some frames and I'm going to spray paint them. Ooh. And so like, okay. So I've been thinking a lot about, you know, how we exist in this country as consumers oh boy <laughs> i've been thinking <laughs> a lot go. of thoughts Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't particularly like it but i do realize a lot of it is unavoidable but also as a result i've been at the goodwill and at thrift stores a lot <laughs> oh that's so, great yeah so like i got this at a thrift store I got, th these aren't the frames. I got some other, I need, still need to spray paint them. But I got some frames and I got like champagne glasses and some other like, mm -hmm. um, I went on Pinterest and I, I made a tea tray out of some glassware okay. <laughs> that I found <laughs> at the Goodwill. And She's have, in her sustainable era. <laughs> I am. And then on my like Instagram, this like trend of like, getting prints and like painting in like little like spooky ghosts and like <laughs> I, I so I got a print <laughs> to do that <laughs> to do like little spooky like vineyard ghost Halloween wow. decor <laughs> so we could not be doing two different things right now <laughs> in our free time <laughs> yeah and, and I'm I'm sanding so a couple years ago I got this it's it's to go with my desk I got I found this chair on the side of the road <laughs> um, that was covered in like melted crayon for whatever reason. So I've been sanding that so I can refinish mm. it. Um, yes. Wow. I love this. I'm trying You're, to like, be industrious. Carpenter. Hopefully. Yeah, you know, humans are so wasteful and yeah. everything's a pollutant. And like you mentioned, like our friend Lexi fashions such a, such a, a huge pollutant and it's just so yeah. good to be thrifting and buying secondhand and you know vintage so good on you thank you i'm tr i'm trying it's it's hard though it is I, i'll admit that i'm like our society is not built for us to be living this way and i think that might be a problem <laughs> yeah it's a total mindset we should have lexi on sometime to talk about this because she just the way she talks about it um oh gosh i'm blanking on the name of her podcast i feel like we should plug her podcast right now uh, the Alexify podcast, a place for fashion. Yes. <laughs> go go listen to that because she's brilliant. Um, and also in terms of resources, we should also remind everyone that we have plenty of resources in our show notes and our, you know, if link in bio, all those things that could connect you with strike resources regarding SAG-AFTRA and the WGA strike at the time of this recording has not come to an end. Uh, so, you know, look for those resources in our show notes so you can learn how you could get involved, how you could participate and where you could donate also to help those who are in need, who have been affected by the strikes, whether as half, whether they were out of work before, during or after the strike. Uh, we yeah. have some great resources like the Entertainment Community Fund. So, and Elizabeth... We have a great show to get into today. We, we have a do. fun episode. We do. So today we are talking about Poker Face, one of my favorite new shows this year. It is so good. I've rewatched it a hundred times. 
It's the anthology featuring Natasha Leone. Well, I should say it's a 10 part mystery series yes. because she's reoccurring in it. Um, but it's just, I love a murder mystery. I'm really becoming like a murder mystery person. Isn't it great? It's so fun. And the, this show is just so smart and intelligent and yeah. hilarious. And, you know, of course it's Ryan Johnson. So it's just, it's the whole thing is a masterpiece. It's perfect. And I'm so happy to say that costume designer Tracy Gigi Field will be here in a little bit to talk about this incredible show. But first, we have to get into our usual business. So, Elizabeth, why don't you kick it off with a summary? Oh, I will, Spencer. Charlie, played by Natasha Leone, has an extraordinary ability to determine when someone is lying. (laughs) She hits the road with her Plymouth Barracuda and with every stop encounters a new cast of characters and strange crimes she can't help but investigate and solve. So good. I actually feel like rewatching it as soon as we're done with this podcast now that we're talking about it. Right. Uh, So let's dive behind the costumes. This show was created by Ryan Johnson, who you will know from Knives Out, of course. So a murder mystery genius. Um, And the costumes were designed by one of our very goodest friends, Tracy Gigi Field, who's been such a supporter. And I got to meet her through Poker Face and some other events surrounding that. And I'm just absolutely in love with her. She's the greatest. And I also want to shout out uh, her assistant costume designer, Rochelle Carino, who I also got to interview at the Beverly Center event. So I got to know this team who's worked together and they are just incredible. And they have the two of them, just such incredible careers on, you know, coming their way. So uh, notable work for Tracy Gigi Field. You know her from her work on Dead to Me. A League of Their Own, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, for which she was nominated for a Costume Designers Guild Award, AJ and the Queen, and Two Broke Girls. Uh, yes. Just banger upon banger. <laughs> I I really want to see Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I haven't seen it yet. It is very good. So much fun. Very colorful. Uh, def- I feel like you for sure would love it. It just gives Elizabeth <laughs> vibes too. <laughs> I, I heard it described <laughs> once and I was like, this sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, I, it's lots of fun. I know you'll love it. <laughs> uh, but with that, I interviewed Tracy about the costumes for Poker Face. It's actually been quite a little bit of a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elizabeth and I just have so much to say about these costumes. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to play my interview with Tracy. You're all going to fall in love with her. Yes. And after that interview, stay tuned because then Elizabeth and I are going to get back together and talk about this interview and just all the costumes and, of course, play our favorite game. Yes. We will be... Our Spencer will be right back with the interview. (laughs) (laughs) But then Elizabeth will be back, back after I'm back. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay, bye. to introduce my friend Tracy Gigi Field. Hey Tracy. Hi Spencer. I'm excited to talk about Poker Face. 
I'm so excited to finally talk to you. I feel like every time we talk to each other, we're either standing over a food buffet or at a bar. So that is so accurate. And we're like, are we going to eat that? No, maybe we're not going to eat that. Okay, no, we're exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's time we evolve our friendship past the food table. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Well, I'm so excited to talk about Poker Face. I am obsessed with this show. Honestly, not to be biased, but it's one of my favorite shows on TV right now. Um, I am so excited to get into everything Charlie. I really resonate with her. I am someone who grew up in the desert. So I just really was feeling this entire environment the entire time in good and bad ways. Oh, boy. boy. It's like bringing back memories. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But first, I want to start with Charlie, played by the brilliant Natasha Lyonne. How would you describe Charlie and how do you how do the costumes support the character? Um, The way I would uh, um, uh, describe Charlie is desert meets 70s meets Western, right? Like that's her whole like sort of vibe. It's where she lives. It's kind of like what she embodies. Um, And it's totally conveyed through her clothing, right? It's like she has a Lebowski sweater. She's sitting outside of her trailer. She's got her little (laughs) boots on, you know? It's like she's just, uh, she's totally effortless, but still really cute and chic. So um, yeah, I think that that's the best way to to describe her. And I love that she's also kind of like a chameleon because she has to hit the road, right? And she kind of blends in up into all these different environments, but still remaining true to who Charlie is. So what was it like kind of designing these costumes for a character who travels from place to place? To me, it kind of sounds like the costume design dream, honestly. I mean, I will say that this project across the board for me was kind of a dream, like uh, for Charlie specifically, a character on the move. Right. And like I really start from an authentic place with like all my characters. But this one in particular was very important for it to be genuine. Right. So she's got T-shirts in her car. She's got some old boots in her car. Like she's had some things in her car. As you can tell from the first episode, she's not the most put together person. Right. And then (laughs) along the way, she's like grabs a cap from like the gas station. She grabs some sunglasses from like the gas station. She's just trying to like be incognito. But she also just remains very true to herself. Right. Like maybe she went to a thrift store and bought like a shirt for two bucks or like a t-shirt or something so that's kind of like where uh my whole basis of like how she is comes from um you know and I also am like a big backstory person like she does have that one YSL jacket that beautiful brown buttery jacket that she um wears throughout like I yeah. think like, oh she got that when she was grifting when she got in trouble you know with uh Sterling <laughs> uh senior it's like that was like one of her big purchases and like you know she's had that for a while so yeah I mean I I think that that's really uh that's really like where where we we started with her and i think it she just remained very true to herself throughout you actually brought up something i wanted to talk about too because she does rewear a lot of clothing when i saw her get in her car and just speed off without packing any bags i was like hell yeah this is gonna be a lot of fun because right. she's going through gas stations and buying glasses so I've actually never interviewed a costume designer where rewearing clothing was kind of like a part of oh. the deal, you know, like actually like where it's kind of like said plain, like this is what she's doing. Oh. So how does that work? Well, let me be completely honest with you. I, that is one of my things. Like yeah. <laughs> um, when I did two broke girls, I, there was a, I mean, I, when I did dead to me, like, and especially poker face, like 
I, again, I try to base everything in realism. Just because it's a TV show doesn't mean that they have to wear a new episode, a new outfit every episode or every time right. you see them. Like, that's not real. That's not real know? life. I mean, my real life, I got a closet and I definitely have some favorites. You know what I mean? That I typically yeah. wear all the time. <laughs> so it's like, I think that that's like, that's what makes it so real. That makes it it's, uh, like, you know, people identify with the fact that like she wore the same jeans. She wore the same belt. She had the same shoes. Like, you know, she rewore T-shirts like it wasn't just like poof magic. Like she just had all these things all the time. Like, you know, like I said, the basis was that she had some stuff in her car. And along the way, she kind of acquired some things. Um uh, don't you think it's important that it's real? I think it's important that it's real. So yeah, I mean, it made her feel, it made her feel like a real person. Honestly, I mean, I felt like this is someone that I could probably relate to. Right. Honestly, and that's exactly like why I do it. So I think that like as a viewer, you want to like totally understand and be able to relate to the characters. Right. Um, one thing I love to talk about is sustainability and costume design and Charlie loves a vintage tea. There's a Fleetwood Mac one that I just would probably murder for and <laughs> she would know that I did it. <laughs> How did sustainability and vintage clothing play a role in your job on this uh, show? Well, in general, I would say that that is extremely important to me, sustainability. Like I'm a big thrift shopper in general and I also have like a, a I have amassed a collection of of things that <laughs> have that um you know Natasha uh, the actually wore in this um in the show like Charlie's pajamas in the first episode uh where she also has um that brown robe on so that's a brown uh a vintage Christian Dior robe I've had for 20 years and the PJs same thing Christian Dior PJs that I've had for 20 years like I am a person that holds on to things and I feel like a lot of people do. So I like, again, you see that in this character. She, I also, she's wearing like so many vintage pieces, the belt vintage, uh, the vest that she wears that she loves, the black with the rickrack, that's vintage. I also had to recreate uh, a multiple four for a double, but um, <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, Hey, it happens. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Right. So yeah, I mean, I really, there's a lot of um, reusing and a lot of just having pieces that are vintage that are sprinkled throughout and on other characters as well. Like it's really important to me that everything's not brand new. Uh, before we dive into the other characters, I want to talk about your collaboration with Natasha. I imagine it must have been very close and intimate as she's a very main character and also, I mean, works behind the scenes on it as well. Yeah, my relationship with Natasha is basically this. I worked with her before. She was a director right out of COVID. Um, I met her via Zoom uh, about a Netflix special that she directed. And within like two minutes, she was like, I love you. Like, if you're not going to do this, we're definitely going to work together. And like, <laughs> really is like Natasha, like right there. It's like she knows she's very instinctual. She is just... Um, she's just like a super cool individual and she's incredibly smart. Right. So if you're going to work with somebody like her, I really feel like you better bring your A game because she knows everything top to bottom. She is a professional. She is like, she's gone through the script a million times. And like, you know, if you're going to 
to be the person that's going to not only dress her as a character, but also everyone else, like, you know, you really should um, definitely bring your A game. So I'm an overachiever. And so I think our personalities just kind of <laughs> like mesh and work together. Um, and we both are very similar in terms of like aesthetic. Like we love like vintage pieces and like we love clothes. And I think she's very chic. And I don't know if I'm necessarily so chic, but I can appreciate chicness. And like, oh, gosh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think that like we just really vibe and I um I love working with her. Um she it's it, it's a challenge in the way that like you just want to do your very best like every minute of every day and I thrive in that environment. So um yeah, I think it's like meh. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean it comes <laughs> off on screen. Yeah, so it's like you know, hand in hand. So yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it works well. <laughs> yeah, to everyone listening, we're doing hand signals. Yeah, today. exactly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, there's some other characters I want to talk about. Uh, starting with the third episode, I believe it's three. Yes, uh, the third episode uh, where Charlie ends up in Texas. Uh, it real. was a feast for the eyes, as I would say, or barbecue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Taffy oh, Boyle. We're back to food. Clearly, we love right, food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. When she was eating the wood, I was like, okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Taffy Boyle's wardrobe. Yes. Impeccable. It's so good. I mean, how did you get into like the Western of it all? Okay. So, first of all, it's written, right? The character is written as like a little bit of um, flamboyant, not necessarily the right word, but sort of like a fashion cowboy, right? Like a little bit. And so. Right. I wouldn't even say that. It's written that he's in like um, uh, a cool denim jacket. I mean, that's a cool denim, cool Western denim jacket. That is how it's read, right? That's right. I was like, okay, well, um, I, I being a person of color and like, well, you know, I feel like if you're going to be a cowboy and you're going to be a person of color cowboy, you're going to do it up, right? You, <laughs> I both like to dress. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So I got him like a leather suede French jacket. Uh, you know, I got just across the board, like all these crazy pieces. My assistant found like these amazing, like, you know, Python boots, like just really cool, cool stuff. And Laurel was way into it. He was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I'm gonna put this on, put this on. And so that's how it kind of came together. It was like a huge collaboration. And he ended up looking like so cool. So I- So uh, cool. Yeah, right? And like, (laughs) I just wanted him to have like a pop. So, and also- um, you know, growing up, I like watched all these shows like Columbo and, you know, uh, the Rockwell Files and like it, Rockford Files, Rockwell, Rockwell Files. I'm thinking Rockwell. <laughs> Pardon me. I did that show too. So anyway, um, like, so, you know, you always kind of felt like the bad guy or like the sinister person had like a look, a vibe, a feel. And so I really tried to like do that with almost all the, 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 bad guy people the sinister the, the murderers throughout right throughout the episode <laughs> i love that taffy is like this eccentric fashionable cowboy right and that he continues to still wear his apron over his really done up costume I mean, that is such a good point he's not giving that up he is like <laughs> i'm i'm really good apron it is so funny. I was busting up laughing. I could not believe he's still wearing the apron. It's perfect. Right. Right. Also, honorable mention to the very cute dog that was in this episode. Oh, A little mad at Charlie for not taking him on the road, but I get it. Whatever. 
Um, <laughs> Such a cutie. So sweet. So cute. Yeah. So I have two favorite episodes. And the first one was the metal episode. It is so good. Chloe Sevigny. Yeah. I mean, she just kills it. Perfect casting. So we just went from Texas barbecue to like death metal rock and roll. <laughs> background with three with 300 metal background okay okay just want to make sure i do that in there 300 metal, metal background people okay go ahead <laughs> yeah, no, problem. no big deal <laughs> right so much sleep it was great no anyway <laughs> i love it so how did you come up with chloe's look specifically because it's really badass um well first of all look at chloe very very hard to make her look bad i had chills she looked amazing She's just like, she can wear anything. She basically, that's all real, real things from like the 80s and 90s. Um, I um, wanted her to uh, just feel authentic per my usual way of doing things. Mm -hmm. So I painted her for Joan Jet, right? And so I really wanted her to have like leather and like, you know, these cool ass belts and like just things that like, uh, made her just feel like a real rock and roll, you know, rock and roller. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically how that came about. The shoes were the high heels that she um, are a story point uh, that helped give away the murderer um, are Alexander McQueen. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's like there's spikes on them and they're like really like badass. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically, you know, we didn't do like a whole lot of like makeup. There's like a little bit of makeup, but like just cool makeup, not a lot of jewels. Um, it was more like about the belt. And about the actual fit of the clothes, you know, so. Right. Yeah. It was so subtle and perfect. And I actually love Charlie's like T-shirt merch girl outfit because I, I don't know how you did it, but it's very subtle where you just like know like, oh, that's the merch person mm -hmm. without really doing too much, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love this outfit on Natasha. Um, it The color obviously is like really good and just kind of is like um, subtle, but still there. And then she wore this great jacket, right? She wore this like leather caramel jacket that had like the swoop in the front. That's totally 70s inspired. It's uh, made by one of my favorite brands, which is Classic Rock Couture. Um, limited runs. You can't get it all the time. And so that's kind of like a special thing that I try to do. It's like I want it to be accessible, but not too accessible. And I also do like high, low, like I just really try to keep it interesting. Like every job, I'm like trying to outdo my job myself every time. It's like trying to find like those those things that aren't like everywhere. So I feel like this particular episode um, was totally a highlight of that. Yeah, I have so much fun. It did feel like, especially in this show, it felt like this was new. This wasn't something like this felt like a whole different world. And I perked up on my couch. I was like, oh, I like this. What are we doing here? Um, so I will admit I have a huge crush on Judith Light. I she mean, is who just doesn't. <laughs> who doesn't? She's so cool. She's so cookie cool. And so I mean, uh, yeah, and so was a patha. And just I know I'm cutting you off, but I'm gonna make it really fast. These no. showed up and they were like instant best friends and they totally set the like vibe of like the whole episode. It was just one of the most fun episodes that we shot. I think it was my favorite. It was so fun. I love these two together. Um, their best friends are murderous best friends. And it's fine because you kind of get a flashback to the 60s. Yes. It's like late 60s, seven, late, early 70s. It's right. like a little bit more 70s. But Right. Uh, and yeah. then we kind of see how it their past informs their present, actually. And you kind of see still like a little bit of 
reference to their younger selves from back then. So what was it like working with these two? It was just so good. I could have, this could have been a whole series, honestly. I I love these two ladies. I cannot say enough about Apatha and Judith. Like, yes, so their clothes are indicative. Uh, Their present day clothes are indicative by their, um, you know, their past clothes. They basically just kept that like uh, free freedom free sort of like 70s inspired 60s inspired like vibe there's like a uh, a hippie chicness to them i would mm-hmm. say lots of jewels lots of just like accessories i don't know if you notice but they kind of are always in the same tones so when they're wearing greens they're both wearing greens and if they're wearing oh red, yeah 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 so if you go through the episode you'll see that that's kind of like they are play off each other they're kind of one person they're like two halves of one person because they've been together for so long you know right and apatha i mean i you know i'm gonna use a cuss word really quick but she was like I can't believe I get to say motherfucker on TV. Like, <laughs> that kind of like funness that was like happening. So um, in terms of like clothes in this episode, like, you know, I had to build Judith that terrace outfit, like when she is on that trellis, you know, mm-hmm. like she, they, I had to go to Judy, our production designer, who's awesome. And uh, I was like, what does this trellis look like? And she I was like, oh, I don't know yet. I was like, girl, I got, I like, I got to create fabric and I got to make an outfit. I need to know what this trellis is gonna look like. A lady has to hop out of a wheelchair and climb up this thing. Yeah, and she has to like be camouflaged. So I need to like know. I based the whole fabric off of like what the trellis was gonna look like. So um, yeah, did some sublimation, had that done. It's actually like like a bodysuit with like pants, and so um. Yeah, I, that was one of my favorite things to make. I don't know. Um, uh, I have an illustration of that that I can send you so you can see it. But it's like so cool. And then, of course, Natasha in this episode, too, like her whole jumpsuit. And then she's got on the like old lady's cardigan, which you have right here in front of me, which I got on Amazon, by the way. And everyone is like, is that vintage? I'm like, nope, it's from Amazon. Yeah. And <laughs> cool ass glasses that like flip up. And then uh, we got her these, um, this glass chain. And I was like, you got to wear the glasses chain. And she was like, oh yeah. I mean, she was so into it. It's just like, I could hear it in her voice. Right? Honestly, It's just like, so it's such an organic experience about just having things like, come to life and um i i mean i'm so enthusiastic about it because i really feel like they just let me run with it and they like let me pitch them ideas both uh, ryan and natasha and uh they just like you know they let me do my job and so i um i i love and appreciate them for that right and it's also another moment where uh, costume design had to do with the storytelling when she's going through clothing and ends up the person who was wearing it passed away I just thought I was like, this is genius. Costume design is just so strong in this show. It has to do so much with the story. I know. I love that. So, uh, so fun. So episode eight is wild. Very wild. Yes, <laughs> the Orpheus syndrome. Yes. Uh, Natasha wrote this and directed this. You know, it's from her very intellectual mind. and she's That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, this 1965 film we're referencing. I was like, okay, well, let me go look this film up because I don't know what this is. Right. But I get an education, which is amazing. <laughs> well, I need to do some more research. I would love to get into your head. <laughs> there is two points in this episode I want to talk about. First, the horse. I mean, we have to talk about the horse. That was wild. <laughs> I don't even know how this came to be. 
Um, well, if you do a little research about the um, the Orpheus syndrome, nineteen sixty five film, uh, it's uh, it's a French film. There's basically a that walks around in it, and it's her <laughs> inspiration. And you know, when when I this episode was first floating around while we were shooting. Phil Tibbet was going to do all these creatures, right? I don't know if you know who Phil Tibbet is. He worked um, on Star Wars. He did all these creature creative things. And so I was like, cool. Well, clearly I'm not going to do the horse if they have, uh, you know what I mean? Right. We have, have the Star Wars guy. Yeah, we have the Star Wars guy. Like, I'm <laughs> so um, I'm like walking by and one day on set, Natasha was like, Tracy, you know, you're making the horse, right? And I was like, I'm, like, um, okay. I'm making a horse. No problem. I'll go. Sure. Yeah, I already well, did I, it. You just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I read the script and I was like, okay, I'm making this horse. And I've built things like this in the past. So it's not like I didn't have any experience with it, but I was like, you know, it needed to have all these elements, right? It needed to be lightweight. It needed to, um, where, where we were shooting was very hot. So I was like, oh, I need to be able to keep Natasha cool. Um, it has to look sinister. It has to look like it's part of this world. Like it had to do all these things. And, you know, there's a lot of physical comedy in it. So I need to like make sure that it's durable and like <laughs> you're able to move around in it. So I was like, okay, no big deal. I uh, talked to one of my favorite builders in LA and I tell them all the things I need and blah, 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 blah. And then um, I come to LA. I think I'm, I was here for like the, uh, um, a League of Their Own premiere. And so I go see my builder friend and I'm like, okay, what you got? And so I put the horse on and I we do this video <laughs> and then I send it to Natasha and she's like, okay, great. And I was like, great. So I'll bring it back to New York. So I bring it back to New York. And then we do a fitting. And, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm scared. Well, it didn't originally say that the head had to come off, right? But then the head had to come off. And I was like, okay, well, I, I had built a version where the head came off, but it didn't really like, didn't really work, right? And so I have Natasha try the one where the head doesn't come off and we're like doing the fitting and there's the part where she has to speak, but obviously you can't speak because it's your head. <laughs> yeah. So then she like puts her head like through the armhole and it's hilarious, right? <laughs> like, oh my God, it's like, this is the moment this totally works and that is exactly how she did it in the episode. So it just goes to show you like those fittings are like the the like moment where everything like just kind of like comes, uh, it, it's like the, the, the come to Jesus moment. It's like the moment where you're like, okay, this works. So, um, yeah. So the, that horse is, um, made out of foam. There is a fan built into it to keep Natasha cool. Nice. Um, the, there's a faux hair, um, on the top of the head. And then the actual tail is made out of plants that were spray, spray painted black. So they could have like swooshing feeling. <laughs> Yeah, so that is exactly how that came about, and she crawled on the floor, and she did all these things, and it was awesome. <laughs> the way that she popped her head out of the armhole, now knowing the story behind it too, it's even funnier. Right? Because at first I thought I was like, "Why is that the armhole?" <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, that's the armhole, <laughs> but it worked. It was funny, so uh, that worked out. So perfect. And then we have to talk about. I think the scariest villain is Cherry Jones's character. Um, love her. She was scary. That final look she wore when, you know, she kind of meets her demise. I don't have a good picture of it, but it was flawless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Cherry Jones, who plays Laura in episode 108. She is so diabolical and like, you know, sinister. And I really just wanted to convey that through, um, through her clothing. So obviously very polished though, very refined. Had to be chic, right? 
um, had to feel rich, but also had to feel a little diabolical. So creams and tans and you know, uh, grays are usually like my go-to when I'm trying to do something a little chic. So that cream suit made by Max Mara uh, was like one of the perfect things. There's also a gray suit. Um, I think that one's made by Acris. And then the actual blouse is also Max Mara. I love these like ties around her neck and just sort of yeah. like... I don't know. It's like, it just gives her like this sort of like vibe. Um, and as far as like, oh, and let me just really quickly say that um, that little brooch that she's wearing, that's from Amazon. So I'd like to do a lot of high, low situations. Okay. Amazon yeah. is my best friend. I know it's terrible for the, for the earth, but usually a lot of it. And then I reuse those boxes. So don't come after me, people. Um, and this, the dress that she wears at the end is actually Carolina Herrera. And as soon as I saw it, I knew it was like the one it really just inherently felt right. It's like almost like a work of art. There's like, you know, the beautiful like pieces in the front of like the floral. It just literally looks like a painting. Um, and it gave all the right feelings. It was like put together uh, chic, also just kind of like Cruella and like mean. you know what I mean? So uh it was like the perfect, I think the perfect thing. She also wore another Carolina Herrera dress that actually looks like it's a skirt and top and we belted it. And it just, that also, I feel like was just like uh, the perfect piece for that perfect moment. So um, yeah, she's one of my favorite characters that I got to dress. Um, I really, uh, I really just feel like her clothing was like a work of art. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because, you know, she's the villain in this story, but I felt like she could almost be a villain in any story. If this character would walk up onto like the set of Hunger Games, right. that fit. If it was like a horror movie, Scream, whatever, yeah. she's the perfect villain. And the costume just like, it really adds to it. It's just brilliant. Ugh, so good. Maybe they should cast her in Hunger Games. We should, I'm going to email someone. You should do that. Get right on yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, the public is all abuzz about this finale dress. Love everyone loves dress. it. By the way, it's sold out, everyone. Sorry. You might yeah, way to go. I know. Podcast <laughs> is too late. Sorry, everyone. I know. Sorry. Oh, you might find it on Poshmark. I mean, I, like, it's it's incredible how many people love this dress. And let me tell you the story, right? Okay. So, read the script right and i'm like okay she has to blend in with the uh with the um bridesmaids uh you know the bachelorette party she has to be able to run in it, it has to be able to go into water it has to have a little bit of sparkle and feel like it came from um sterling senior you know it's like had all these things that it needed to be and it also needed to look good right because but- <laughs> and so it's this- the finale it's the finale this is the first dress that i bought it's the first dress I tried. Wow. I was like, Natasha, this is the one. Um, but, you know, uh, her and I are, like I said, very similar in the way that like, well, we got to do our due diligence, right? We tried on 50 other dresses <laughs> and then came back. To I am not. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yep. And I needed what, like three or four of these, her stunt double, another one for her, you know, da, 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 gets wet. And, um, you know, I did cut down the neck a little bit because we needed to get the cell phone in and out because there's no place for her to put a cell phone. And um, I shortened it a little bit. But other than that, I mean, she looks so cute. She has the best legs, right? So it's like you want to highlight those. It moved, it stretched, it ran. She had to crawl underneath the house, the long sleeves. You know, she got into the water. It didn't fall apart. It's like, you know, when you think about these things, it's like film and TV, they always have 
female characters running around in like bikinis and hot dresses and doing all these stunts and high heels when the men get to run around in like boots or like a right. maybe a suit but usually it's like boots <laughs> and jeans and a t-shirt and it's like women are so amazing and incredible that they are out there just like doing these crazy stunts and doing all of these like amazing running situations and all in heels and in tight dresses so i would just like to shout out all the ladies who have done this because it is not easy but we make it look good hell yeah so yes the dress i think was the perfect dress uh you know i think it embodied all the things it needed to embody it did all the things it needed to do like stunt wise and natasha looked really cute <laughs> badass from beginning to end right Job i <laughs> love it tracy you fucking killed it i just yeah. love Thanks. this show Me <laughs> it's too. so good Me too. i'm so about being so into it yeah. <laughs> i'm so happy for you I'm so excited to see what's next. And of course, for all those who are listening, make sure you go check out Poker Face on Peacock. And Tracy has some other great things out there right now, too, like A League of Their Own on Prime Video, Dead to Me on Netflix. And it's getting hot outside. It's time to go to the pool. So don't forget to watch uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. That's still the perfect summer movie also. That film. It makes you laugh so hard. So if you need a good laugh, like, please, please, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tracy. This was brilliant. I'm so glad that we've added to our, you know, gatherings. No longer just food bars and salad bars. No more just food. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so great to see your face uh, via Zoom and to talk to you. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Thanks so much. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast, here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome TeePublic merch with the Blogcast logo. We have shirts, sweaters, coffee mugs, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thank you for all of your support. about this interview tracy is just the coolest i mean she is such a real genuine person and so so talented it's ridiculous so amazing so amazing and i my I, going back to my thoughts on our consumerism <laughs> i loved when you all were talking about you know like reusable pieces keeping keeping things and reusing and thrifting like that is I loved that. Yeah, it's such a mind-blowing concept because, you know, when we think about costume design, you're designing, most of the time it feels like we're designing a new costume for every single scene. But yeah. Charlie Kale packed up her bag and she hightailed it out of that casino. <laughs> she said goodbye. <laughs> very quickly with maybe a, <laughs> some shirts and a sweater too. <laughs> so how does that play out through a 10-part series? I think it's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I think Tracy just nailed it so perfectly absolutely absolutely uh, what were some of your favorite episodes oh my goodness oh that's so hard so um i love the ori 
Orpheus syndrome. Yes, that is a good one. I I am blanking on the name of the the woman who runs the studio. Cherry Jones, who Cherry, plays Laura. So yes, good. so good. And like she just is like the spitting image of like a well-to-do like older woman who like has her craft together and then just like to watch her unravel. It's so <laughs> like, good. It it's, she deserved, so I think, was she good. nominated for an Emmy? I'm not sure, but if she it, was, she, she deserves it. And if yes. she wasn't, I'm going to fight someone. Yes. <laughs> I loved that. That was probably my favorite episode. Second time of the monkey. I knew you were going to say that. We're so in tune, Elizabeth. <laughs> I was like, I am those murderous old ladies minus the murder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you already know how I feel about Judith Light. I you, just have yes. such a crush on Judith Light. She is so great in it. And uh, I was, I literally knew you are going to say this episode, which is why I was looking up the cast already. Good, good. And Esapetha Murkison, she is so good at too, just the two yes. of them together. It's so funny and so sinister. They just, I was really blown away by their storyline because mm -hmm. I loved them. And then when we found out what they were doing, I couldn't believe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I also loved how Charlie was going around and like getting the clothes and like accessories of like, yeah. <laughs> like residents <laughs> that were no longer That's... with the community. I was like, yes. Let's yes. masterclass costume <laughs> through storytelling. Uh, yeah, no, I I love those two episodes. I think those are my two favorites. My other favorite, though, is Rust and Metal. I think Chloe Sevigny yes. and that Joan Jett-inspired rocker episode. It is so good. It it's just amazing. gives me everything I need. Um, I've rewatched that one probably a hundred times. And that, that was one, like... I like I didn't see coming, especially like when you realize like where Charlie was during this whole story. I'm like, whoa, like it just like <laughs> came came at you so quickly. Um, but not as much as I think we both really liked this episode, The Stall. Oh, with yeah, that, that was a good Western. one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Taffy Boyle. <laughs> um, I've just really been into like Southern or or Western cowboy type. That was definitely lately. more like like Midwesty. Yeah, I was just really into that with this and Righteous Gemstones and George and Tammy. Yeah, I've just really been in this phase and Ooh, the then stall. You need you need to watch Yellowstone then. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, but it was perfect. It was spot on. It was very funny and also made me really want barbecue when yeah. charlie was like chewing on the wood chips it was yeah. kind of relatable i was like mm. i was like that looks I, good yeah even the I, wood was looking good right right um and then escape from ship mountains a good one <laughs> seeing stephanie shu uh, yes. who we fell in love with and everything everywhere all at once uh i think he was a joseph gordon levitt fan um maybe just like a little bit and like maybe i kind of <laughs> loved that he was in this um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which also by the way i have to shout out i just love the desert vibes in all of these episodes <laughs> especially like do. the first three it just felt like home because i grew up in the desert you're so. you're a high desert cali boy <laughs> yeah very relatable um and the finale episode can uh, we talk about it's called the hook that Dolce Gabbana dress that she wears, a floral yes. dress that goes through absolute hell. And it just 
I can't explain it. It's just magical the way that dress lives on screen throughout this entire episode. It is so beautiful. And so I have to say, the reason I watched this show was for for Mr. Ron Perlman, <laughs> who is one of my favorite actors of all time. It was a payoff, too, seeing him at the end. Yes. And like he looks so good and she looks so good. It just like all comes together in that moment so beautifully. And then, of course, like everything goes to shit. Like it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it goes horribly wrong. But she's she's in that dress you know, at the casino when she's running. It becomes a bachelorette party dress. Remember, she's yes. on like the party bus yes. getting lit with the penis ring. And then she's crawling on the ground underneath her sister's house. Yeah. And then she's on the yacht. And this dress just... Is it carries incredible. her. Yeah. It carries her through every situation. And it's like you like she in that dress, she should not have made it out of that hotel, but she makes it out of that hotel and then some. Right. How did no one notice her? Because it was just way too stunning. Uh yeah, so good. I, Elizabeth, I think we should just play our favorite game. And there's a lot of costumes to pick from. Yes, absolutely. Let's let's do it. The one costume to rule them all. Why don't you go first, Elizabeth? So this is such a hard one. This is such a hard one. And I thought I knew what it was going to be. But now that we talked about that Dolce Gabbana dress. (laughs) I think that's the one. I was leaning towards the horse head costume. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's such a good one. (laughs) But that dress, it's just like it looks great on her. It like works in the story when like you don't think it should it does everything it needs to do and then some and like it is flawless it is flawless like even if it if she didn't wear it for as long as she did it was already a phenomenal dress you know oh yeah but then it became like such like a costume plot point too in the entire episode it just had so much life in it so that's a exceptional choice elizabeth well done Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> I much. Have to, I have to add on the horse costume because I've actually worn the horse head before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when I interviewed Tracy at the Beverly Center, we joked beforehand because we had dinner before and I was like, I would love to just wear that horse head the entire interview. And of course, Tracy's cool. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but when we actually got she there, the horse not. costume was there. And I saw Tracy and Rochelle wearing it and I got jealous instantly. I like put my drink down. I was like, yeah, um, walked all the way over there. And I was like, I'm getting a picture of this thing. And I think she said in an interview that there was actually two versions. There's one where the head comes off and there's one where it doesn't. Um, so I wore the one where the head came off, which I don't think is the one that was used on screen. But it's one that Natasha wore at some point. And yeah, I got to put it on my head and it's, it was everything. <laughs> it gave me everything I needed. <laughs> I love that. Did you like not post a picture of this? Like, I feel like I would remember that. It was in my little reel. I'll send it to you after this. I still have it. That's amazing. But my one costume rule them all actually, I think is in the Orpheus syndrome at the big, you know, premiere that black and white look. It yes. is just stunning. Cherry Jones just looks incredible. And it's just something about it with her, the you know, bob she has and just this strong silhouette. She just looks so sinister and 
such a villain, but then also you kind of feel for her in ways like oh, ever yeah. so slightly. I mean, she could be a Marvel villain at this point. She oh. she would have been a better villain in <laughs> Ant-Man Quantumania. <laughs> <laughs> like she was so good in this and that costume just really works with her so good. Uh, yes. Definitely, I think, my favorite costume. But there's <sighs> way too many to choose from. I have one in like every episode. Oh, so. yeah. Like, that's another thing I love about this show is just from a costume standpoint, it's so interesting and, like, diverse, and it changes every single episode. It mm -hmm. really does. So it's like you, you're never bored during this yeah. show. There's never, like, I, I know she talks about, like, oh, like, reusing pieces, especially for Charlie, but it's like, I feel like you never get a repeat in, like, the look of, like, a, an episode, yeah. Each one's like fresh and new and like you just you you want to see what all is on the screen. Right. Did you have a favorite Charlie costume? Mine was probably the Fleetwood Mac vintage. Shirt. Oh gosh, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. I I that last that last dress. That's just yeah. Oh yeah, that was your one costume so that, that I know. makes the cut. There you yeah. go. <laughs> uh well, Elizabeth, this was a fun episode. I'm so glad we finally Got to do this one. We've been talking about it for a while. So finally. Yeah. Uh, that was Poker Face, everyone. Please let us know what your one costume rule them all is. You could leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826. Or you can email us at theartofcostume at gmail.com. Let us know what your favorite costume was. What was your favorite episode? Uh, is Cherry Jones the coolest person on this planet? Yes or yes? Let us know. Let us uh, know. <laughs> Uh, and Spencer, I'm very excited for next week. <laughs> Are you? I'm so glad. <laughs> I am. So I have not finished catching up with this series, but I will. I will in time to listen to your interview with the Righteous Gemstones costume oh. designer, Christina Flannery. So excited. It is such a good interview and such a good show. I have been talking about the show nonstop. If you're not watching The Righteous Gemstones, you need to get on it immediately. I don't know why it seems like Max doesn't promote this show as much compared to... Because they don't. They don't compared to The Last of Us, Succession, and just like that. It's nothing compared to those in terms of promotion. But I honestly think it's one of the greatest shows to ever be on this streaming service is so good because it's an hbo show correct of right i think it's the best comedy on hbo currently <laughs> right it's so funny and it actually has so much heart to it too you yeah. fall in love with these characters even though they're pretty often horrible people you can't help but just like love them so yeah uh yes watch the righteous gemstones uh season three costume designer christina flannery will be here to talk about the season three costumes, but I really recommend you watch the entire series. So you're ready for that season three conversation, which is a season that just ended. So catching up because we have a lot of costumes to talk about. Yes, we do. And in between your Righteous Gemstones episodes, you can keep <laughs> up with us on Instagram at the Art of Costume pod on TikTok at the Art of Costume. If you would like to support our show and show that to the world. You can get some of our merch at theartofcostume.com slash podstore. And if you really loved what you heard, we would really, really appreciate a five-star text review on Apple Podcasts. Spencer, have a blessed week. 
<laughs> it's been a good one. <laughs> and my lie detector says that we spoke no lies during no this lies. Interview. Good. There was no bullshit. Good because I have a special talent. Well, you're gonna lies. need that for righteous gemstones. So <laughs> <laughs> see you all next week. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Thank you.